to the Thread and Ladle podcast, where we share conversations about living a handmade life and inspire each other to practice daily acts of creativity. I'm your host, Beatrice Perrin Dolan. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 3, Age. Welcome. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Uh, Thank you for joining me here on the Thread and Ladle podcast. Before I dive into today's episode, I just wanted to remind everyone out there about the knit along that I'm hosting right now. We are knitting circular yokes. Circular yokes or raglan if you want to bend the rules a little bit, or maybe you're knitting something that's a combination of raglan or circular. Something with some color work or lace or maybe texture or maybe totally plain. It's totally up to you how you want to interpret yokes and what pattern you decide to knit. But it seemed like a good time to talk about gauge since we're knitting sweaters in the knit along. You can join the knit along by visiting the Thread and Ladle Ravelry group and also by sharing your projects on Instagram with the hashtag YokesKAL. And I will link to the Thread and Ladle Ravelry group in the show notes if you want to pop over and join us. So we're knitting garments and I thought it was a fitting time to tackle the issue that's on everyone's worst activities list, gauge swatching. What the heck is gauge? Probably if you're listening, you have a good idea of what gauge is, but this episode is assuming that you know nothing. So if you know nothing, hopefully you'll end this episode knowing a lot more. And if you already have a good understanding of gauge, maybe you'll still find some tidbits in there. That, that are helpful to you. Gauge is how many stitches and how many rows are in an inch of your knitted fabric. Simple, right? How many stitches are in an inch of your fabric? Although, as you'll learn later, we never measure just an inch. Now, in knitting, there are no rules, period. No rules. You can do whatever you want. But there is knowledge, which is essential to create things the way we imagine them to be or the way they're pictured in the pattern we're using. There are no rules about knitting, but there are rules about math in regards to gauge. I've had folks say to me after knitting something to completely the wrong gauge that the pattern called for, well, that's not what the ball band on the yarn said. There is no right way to knit a specific yarn. What the ball band says is merely a suggestion, a starting point. It's a needle size that you might try to get what the manufacturer thinks is a nice fabric for that yarn. But there are no rules. You can make whatever fabric you want to make. And the more knowledge you are armed with, the more that you can choose exactly what you like and knit the things just the way you like and the way you intend. So really, Gage is also about controlling your knitting and knowing how something is going to come out, planning how it's going to come out and have it come out that way. So for example, let's say we find a beautiful woolly worsted weight yarn. If I were to want to make maybe a drapey shawl with that yarn, then I might use a bigger needle size than the ball band suggests. Let's say it's a size eight. I often do this for shawls and go up a needle size because a more loosely knit fabric is going to make for more drape, which is what I like in a shawl. Maybe I get four stitches to the inch and that makes a beautiful fabric. But, you know, I have some leftover yarn from the shawl and I have just enough to make a pair of mittens for my child. 
I don't want that loose flowy fabric for mittens for my child. I want something tighter that isn't going to let in the wind and snow. That four inches to the, to the inch isn't going to work. So maybe I knit that very same yarn, the exact same yarn on a size three or four needle, and I get six stitches to the inch, which is completely possible. They're perfect mittens knitted at that gauge. The mittens are going to be weather resistant. They're going to go through many snowball fights and many sledding trips. Now, neither of these gauges is wrong. I knit it at four stitches to the inch for a shawl and six stitches to the inch for mittens. Neither is wrong. But I knew myself, I knew my gauge, and I knew what I could do to get the product I wanted. I can push my gauge and the yarn in any direction I choose to get the fabric I like for the project that I am making. There are no rules in knitting. But there are rules about math and there are rules about gauge as it pertains to math. If I'm going to use the very same yarn to make myself a sweater from someone else's pattern, then there are rules. If I want my sweater to come out the size that I am after, then I need to pay attention to the math rules. I need to know what gauge the pattern is written for and I need to know what my gauge is. I need to try and get the gauge the pattern calls for. And if I'm not going to, then I need to use my math skills to adapt the pattern. I need to do my homework to get the sweater to fit it the way I want it to. Gauge swatching is essential if you want something to fit a certain way. Especially garments, but hats, mittens, and even cowls will not fit the way you want them to unless they are knitted at the gauge that the pattern intends or the gauge that you intend. Even if you're creating your own garment without a pattern and you want it to fit right, you need to know your gauge. To check, to check your gauge, first, you're going to knit a swatch in the exact same manner you plan to knit the garment. Use the same needles and the yarn you'll be using for your project. Every needle is a little bit different and every colorway is a bit different. So if you have the same yarn in a different color, do not use that. Use the exact same yarn. Now I'm going to tell you a little story about, I knit a lot, like I knit a lot. I'm always knitting. And I had a set of lovely needles. They had metal tips and carbon, um, carbon shafts. Over time, I wore, you could see right where the carbon and the metal met. I had worn the carbon away, like probably a full needle size. And so even if I know that I always get right gauge with these needles and this yarn, your needles change over time. You change over time. Maybe you're, you've relaxed or gotten to be a better knitter. You should always use the same needles that you are going to use in the project. Because like I said, even things change over time. So you're going to knit a nice big piece of fabric in the stitch pattern that the pattern tells you the gauge in. So maybe the gauge in this pattern is moss stitch. Maybe it's stocking net stitch. Whatever the gauge is written for in the pattern, that's what you're going to make your swatch in. At least a six inch by six inch swatch, no smaller. If you plan on knitting your garment while you're watching horror movies and eating bonbons, then that's how you should knit your swatch. And if you plan on knitting your garment while you are chasing your kids at the park, then that's how you should knit your swatch. Here's where I think people often make a huge mistake with their gauge swatch. Remember that we are knitting the gauge swatch in the same fashion that we will be knitting our garment. That means that if your garment is going to be knit in the round, then your swatch also needs to be knit in the round. 
If your sweater is going to be knit flat, then your swatch needs to be knit flat. This is really important. And if you are having trouble getting row gauge, I would check this first because sometimes the stitch gauge is very much the same when knit flat and knit in the round. And what actually changes is our row gauge. Because remember that when you are knitting in the round, you are never purling. You are always knitting. And when you are knitting flat, you are purling one row and knitting one row. And most of us purl differently than we knit. Most of us, our purling gauge is going to be taller than our knit gauge. So sometimes you'll find a garment that has the body knit flat and the sleeves knit in the round or a pattern that has this. So that's a little bit problematic. And most of us are kind of lazy and we're probably not going to gauge swatch both in the round and flat if our pattern includes both working in the round and flat pieces. But it's something to be aware of and it's something to accommodate for as you're knitting a garment. You might find that you need to use a different needle size for your sleeves that are knit in the round than the body is knit flat. And even if you're not going to do your gauge swatch, pay attention to it as you're knitting. And remember that it's going to change after blocking and never say it'll block out because you don't know that for sure unless you block it. So if you're knitting a sleeve in the round after you've knit a beautiful body flat, maybe take it off, block it, make sure it fits. If it's too small, you might have to go up a needle size. So once you've knit your swatch, make sure you block it in the very same manner that you plan to block your garment. I think there are very few of us out there who will never wash our garment during its lifetime, right? So nearly all the time, I would say wet block it. I'm also a big fan of wet blocking because it just makes the fabric bloom in a way that steam blocking never does. We could really do a whole second episode on blocking and we'll save that for another day. But for today, I'll just say the quick version. Dunk it in water and leave it for at least 20 minutes. Remember that wool repels water, and so it does take a while for it to, to really absorb water. Let it get nice and soggy wet. Gently squeeze the water out. You don't want to accidentally felt your project. I always roll it up on an, in a towel and then step on it to get as much water as I can out, and then I let it dry flat. Once it's dry, get out your ruler. Now edge stitches and distort fabric. So try not to include your edge stitches in your measurement, which is why we did a nice big piece. We did a six inch by six inch. So we have lots of room to, to avoid those edge stitches. Always, always, always measure at least over four inches or 10 centimeters. Never measure just one inch. That won't be accurate at all. You might miss half a stitch, which over four inches is two whole stitches, which turns into inches over the body of an entire sweater, which means that your sweater might not fit you the way you wanted it to. So measure three times in three different places on your swatch and then average these measurements to get your gauge. You don't have to do that, but I always do because I always find that when I measure in three different places, I get three slightly different measurements. So I average these and take the average. If you've done your gauge swatch and you find that you have too many stitches in four inch, then your knitting is tighter than the pattern calls for. You need to try it again with a larger needle. If you've done your gauge swatch and you have too few stitches, then your knitting is more open than the pattern calls for, and you need to try it again with a smaller needle. I hope you're with me so far. And for those of you for whom this is all review, rock on, sister. 
Hopefully you'll still find a little tidbit in this episode that's helpful too. Just to review, the do's of gauge swatching. Do use the same yarn and needles you will use to knit your sweater. Do knit your swatch in the same manner you will be knitting your garment, especially in the round or flat. Do make a big swatch, at least six inches by six inches. Do block your swatch. Do measure in three different areas of your swatch. The don'ts of gauge swatching. Don't knit a piece less than four inches and expect it to be accurate. Don't measure edge stitches because they distort fabric and so do stitch patterns. So if you've knit some ribbing down at the bottom and then you've knit stocking knit, try not to to measure near the, the ribbing. Don't knit a flat swatch for a garment that's knit in the round or vice versa. Don't rush it or cheat because you may end up spending 40 hours on a sweater that doesn't fit instead of an hour or two now doing your homework. Don't expect the needle size suggested to be your needle size. Don't say, I always get gauge. What does that even mean? That's complete rubbish. I am a very loose knitter and I have a sample knitter that is a very tight knitter. What I knit on a size four needle, she knits on a size seven. What getting gauge means to each of us is swatching until we found our right size needle for the pattern. We all need to do our homework. Now, maybe you've done your homework, you've gotten your gauge swatch, and you have gotten spot on for the stitch count, but you cannot get row gauge, which is often a problem for many of us. Here's some troubleshooting for that darn row gauge. As I mentioned before, working flat versus working in the round. This might be your problem. If your garment is knit in the round, so should your swatch be. And it's a common mistake. Most of us have different row gauges when knitting flat and knitting in the round. So this might be the first place you troubleshoot if you're having problems with row gauge. Needle material, it affects gauge. Metal needles are slippery. Wooden ones are more static. Alexis Winslow did an excellent blog post about different needles and how they affect gauge. And I will link to that in the show notes. By trying different needles, she discovered that for her, metal needles and carbon needles made a longer row gauge than wood or resin needles. This will definitely change from person to person, but if you are having trouble with row gauge and you have the funds to do so, you might try using the same size needle and a different material. Method of knitting. Most of us usually just knit one way, either continental or English or Portuguese, whatever, however we knit. But if you happen to have more than one method of knitting at your disposal, you might try switching it up. If you're normally a thrower, you might try picking. Um, And if you don't have more than one method at your disposal, you might just play around with teaching yourself a different method to see if that affects your row gauge. It's kind of nice to be able to, to switch it up once in a while. And this might be the time to learn if you're not getting row gauge. Maybe take the time, find a new rhythm with a different type of knitting and see if it solves some of your row gauge issues. So now that we know all about gauge, let's put our knowledge into action. Before we even start, I want to say that you are a math genius. Whatever negative messages you've told yourself about being bad at math, throw them out the window. You are amazing. You are smart. You can kick math's ass. 
because anything that starts with I can't is going to end badly. So tell yourself I can and start reversing all those negative things you ever told yourself about math. Math is fun, actually. I think it's fun. I never thought it was fun until I could apply it to knitting, honestly. Okay, so let's say you want to make a cowl and you know the exact dimensions that you'd like it to be. You've decided that you want it to be 24 inch circumference and 18 inches deep. You've done your gauge swatch in the round because that's how you'll be knitting your cowl. You've blocked it and you've measured it three times because you're also kicking gauge swatch ass. Sorry for the swearing. I promise that it won't be a habit in future episodes. So your gauge is 24 stitches and 30 rows. Now divide that by four to get your gauge over one inch. So if your gauge over four inches is 24, that's your stitch gauge, over one inch, it will be four. Is that what you got? Awesome. High fives to you. Now let's apply it to the cowl. If you want a 24 inch circumference, you need to multiply that by the stitch gauge. So 24 times four is it's 96. So you'll not need to cast on 96 stitches for the cowl to be the size you want. And if your row gauge of 30 stitches in four inches, if you want to get that over one inch, you'll divide by four. If you said seven and a half, then you're on the right track. I want the cowl to be 18 inches deep, so I need to multiply that by my row gauge to figure out how many rows I'll need. Maybe I have a stitch pattern and I want to figure out how many repeats I can fit. So 18 times seven and a half, probably get the calculator out for that one. I would. 135 rows. So most likely you can just knit until your desired depth if you're looking, if you're making a cowl. But if you want to figure out what, how your stitch pattern fits into that or how much yarn you have, then your gauge math is going to come in handy. Thank you so much for joining me on the Thread and Ladle podcast today. I would be delighted if you could take the time to leave a review on iTunes. It helps me reach interested listeners and it helps me continue to produce the podcast. Today, I'd like to leave you with this quote, which is fully given with a sense of humor and most definitely in regards to gauge swatching. Stop doing what is easy. Start doing what is right. From Roy T. Bennett in The Light in the Heart. joining me today on the thread and ladle podcast i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you'd like to be notified when new episodes are posted or when i publish a new knitting pattern you can sign up for my email list at threadandladle.com newsletter you can also find me on ravelry and on instagram under the handle at thread and ladle until next time may you find joy and creativity in your days